Hello and welcome back to the Coleman's podcast. Today we are talking to the Irish musical sensation that is, of course, King Fisher. We are really excited about this one, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome, King Fisher, to the Coleman's podcast. Thanks, Owen, Owen, and Eddie for coming on to talk to us today. My name is Ross. This is Shane, Tomas, and Thomas. We're all big music fans, so let's get started. Hi there, I'm Thomas. Since starting Kingfisher, you sold out multiple gigs in Ireland. You also played at this year's Electric Picnic and Independence Festivals, as well as playing as a supporting act for both Dermot Kennedy's and George Ezra's tours last summer. This must be an amazing feeling. What has been your best show today? I would say. Can you hear us, lads? Can you hear? Yeah, I just heard. I just heard everything. We can't really hear you. What's going on? Can you hear us at all? We can hear you now perfectly. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was covering the mic. No, you're fine. We might go again, uh, will we? we go again? Yeah. Okay, we're going to start again so we can edit that out. We can oh, yeah. edit right, now right, again. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Will I try joining that on my phone? Do, do, uh, do we... We might try a different phone. I don't know. Is it, That's is fine, it yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah, can we? Sorry, lads. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Cheers, cheers, all right, all right. We'll call you back two seconds. Lovely. <laughs> oh, it's the internet. Well done, lads. Yeah, there it is. Hello. 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 Yeah. Any better? Way better. Yeah, no. Right, we'll get going yeah, through again. Oh, oh, sugar. Yeah, no, yeah, that's recording. Is it still recording? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's recording your screen, Perfect. All right. Have to go. Welcome, King Fisher, to the Coleman's podcast. Thanks, Owen, Owen, and Eddie for coming on to talk to us today. My name's Ross, and this is Shane, Tomas, and Thomas. We're all big music fans, so let's get started. Hi, lads, I'm Thomas. Since starting Kingfisher, you've sold out multiple gigs around Ireland. You also played this year's Electric Picnic and Independence Festivals, as well as playing as a supporting act for both Dermot Kennedy's and George Ezra's tours last summer. This must be an amazing feeling. Uh, what has been your best show to date? Uh, I, I think we maybe we have different answers. We all have different answers, or I don't know. We might have the same ones. Uh, we like Playing the big supports are great, but... I suppose when people aren't there to listen to your music, it can be a bit tough to get them on side. If you get me, uh, like I know if you're like if you're going to a gig or whatever, you're go- not really going to see the sport. You're going to see whoever you're going to see. So we had a an Irish tour there a couple of weeks ago, and for to have like people, like uh, however many people going to see you and listen to their music is amazing. So probably I would say the hometown gig. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like we're all from different counties, but we met in Limerick and we've kind of established ourselves say we started out in Limerick so coming back and doing the gig in Dolan's in Limerick was absolutely amazing I don't know what mm, you said I agree with that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Dolan's I suppose Limerick Limerick the Irish tour um, Hi lads um, my name is Shane uh, where does the name Kingfisher originally come from? 
my sister, actually. So we and I I say like you might start a band in the future or whatever. I hope you do because it's it's savage crack. You're, even if you can't play music, you'd be surprised how much you can get away with. Um, but like starting a band, the music isn't the hard bit. Naming the band is uh the hard part for us, or it was for us anyway. Mm. Uh, and we were weeks and weeks and weeks trying to think of names. Um, and then eventually my sister was sitting down and she was like, oh, we used to row a lot, coastal rowing, up and down the Slaney in Wexford. And uh, when you'd be out training, there'd be kingfishers flying over your heads. Um, or like just around, it was always, and I thought it was a cool image of like a bird or whatever. So we all, we had given up trying to come up with names. So we just decided kingfisher, fine, grand. Right. So you all went to college in Limerick. What you studied there, and is this where you first met? And can you tell us a little bit more about kind of the beginning of the band? Yeah, um, we met in Limerick. We all studied electronic engineering. Um, it was good crack now, in fairness. So we, that's where we met. Two, Eddie and Fitz were living together, um, and that's kind of where the band started. During COVID, they were writing songs in between doing assignments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, you know, just through socializing and um and helping each other in college, we we kind of got talking about building a band, and um that yeah, that's kind of where it all started. I know it's a a bit of a, a bit of a turn away from engineering to be doing pursuing a career in music, but um it's it's good crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it like to go on tour with George Ezra and John McKennedy? Uh, how did they approach you? Um. The the whole, I like it was just so surreal, like because we're like saying getting that call or or getting it whatever having a phone call and being like this is happening, at the time it feels like a bit of a joke because you're like yeah right fair enough whatever like um, but then for I remember like the story we always tell is the Dermot Kennedy, the Tom and Park gigs we got a like we were on the way in to do the shopping in Little Travis and. Uh, got a call from our manager to be like look you're after getting the gig you're doing whatever with Dermot um, and we went into I don't know was it Ali or Little one of them anyway but we would just spent like 25 minutes walking around the aisles didn't pick up anything <laughs> staring down at power tools being like this is hardly actually happening kind of thing because uh, obviously like it's never like I don't know it's just so surreal but it, it was amazing they're exactly who you think they are like you hear these horror stories about lads being absolute so-and-sos like when they get a, a, a couple of like when they have a couple of good songs and they start to build a crowd or build a fan base but genuinely both George Ezra and Dermot Kennedy are the nicest pair of lads mm. anyone we've come across they've all been really welcoming and really nice um, I think it's reassuring to know that even if you know they definitely didn't let whatever fame they've gathered go to their heads at all which is great um, so yeah, amazing, surreal. Hi lads, I'm Tomas. Who would be your dream artist that you would like to work with in the future and also why? <laughs> there, are, you know, there are many. There are, there are many, many. The answer changes every 10 minutes. Yeah. That's a good um, question. Now. Uh, I I always like maybe like Bonnie Vare be a big one for me he's oh, I've always loved his stuff um 
maybe like Kanye before he went crazy, if he wasn't so mad, <laughs> that <would be> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool, but now, uh, maybe not. I'm going to say Bon Iver, I don't know. Would you? Hard to pick someone now. Childish? Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Childish Gambino. It's a bit of, a, bit of a weird one, but he's a... Uh... I I fucking love his music. Oops, shit. He's a rapper. He's cool. He's a good musician. Maybe none of those make sense. Kanye and Charles Gambino probably don't make sense yeah. for what we're up to, but it still would be yeah, a good laugh. Yeah. And um, where did you find the inspiration for your songs? What is your favorite song that you've written and why? I I think probably experience is the best best way to like find things to write about like like i i think all of us well girl troubles would be a fairly top close to the top of the list um presume you're you're at the same crack uh or boy troubles whatever that may be but uh yeah like i think it life experience like and it, it's kind of like the more you do and the more you see it, it, it it's just yeah it makes sense to just tell stories or figure out it's a great way to like work through ideas in your head as well. Like if something is bothering you, I always find that like as lads, it can be difficult to talk about it. I don't know. I'm not great at talking, but I do like writing and like kind of telling stories. So that's often a good way to. Yeah. And as well, like having friends, like just having a bit of crack. It's great inspiration just sitting around, skitting and messing between you. Um, that's the best way to do it. Is literally if you're not trying to make something cool, you're just trying to have a bit of a laugh with the boys or try to. Yeah, have a bit of crack. That's the best way to do it. Um, you lads have an upcoming uh, UK tour in February. Your Manchester and London shows are sold out. This is an, uh, this is an unbelievable achievement for you all as a band. How did this make you feel and what do you do to prepare for upcoming tours such as this? Uh, like, it's it's mad when... Like it's in Ireland, it's it's great selling tickets or selling tickets to shows, and you, like you can rationalize it in your head because you can be like, you know, their mammy might be friends with our mammies. <laughs> Maybe that's why they bought the tickets. You know, you might know lads in the town, and they'd be asked, "We'll go see the lads or whatever." But to be selling shows out in like the UK or in places, say in Manchester, where we've never been, um, or to see like, yeah, tickets going like that is amazing. Um, it's just surreal. Everything is so surreal. Like this was never, it was a dream, but it was never, we never actually really thought it was going to be a viable option or whatever. Um, so maybe that, have I, maybe I've missed half the question. Have I ever, uh, how, how do we prepare for tours? Uh, right, on. right. We're actually in the studio at the moment. Um, so we're up in Donegal at the minute in a place called Attica. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. That's mm. absolutely amazing. So we've been very lucky. We've been up here. We're up here for the next few days. We're doing a bit of a rehearsal on a few songs that we're recording. Um, the lads are currently in the studio, so we probably won't disturb them. But um, we might send we'll send you a photo actually, just to show you what the setup looks like inside the place. Um, but yeah, it's just rehearsing, practicing as much as we can, playing together. Clean jocks, clean jocks, clean socks. Does that is hardly going to make it into the episode? <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's practice. It is practice. Like, uh, do you have any other hobbies besides music? Go on, Magoo. 
tell me. Tell me. Um, I found myself. I have a bit of a green finger. I've been planting stuff and have a couple of house plants, and um, it's become a bit of a, an obsession now at the moment. But uh, the lads get a good laugh out of it. So if we if we do the shop and we make we make pasta or something, and there's peppers or onions going into it, I'll take the seeds out of whatever. But yeah, I know I'm I'm very cool. This is, this is, this is rock and roll. Um, but yeah, that's that's my happy note at the moment. I'm a bit worried about them. They're all at home. I don't want to water them. But uh, we'll be fine. Rock yeah. and roll. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what my it's it this take the the whole music thing takes up a lot of time. So maybe you you once like I don't know. It's 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 all consuming, which is a great thing. In fairness, that's exactly what you want. I like I do like movies. I like movies and TV shows. So definitely, that I'd be, be be kind of a movie buff. Um, yeah, I think like Wes Anderson or Coen Brothers or bits like that. So I used to play hurling. I don't play hurling anymore. Um, don't have time. And if I broke my hand, I'd be in right trouble. So um, none of that. Um, now I I play PlayStation all the time. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. From our perspective, it'd be such an interesting job. What are the highs and lows of your work? Ooh, ooh. Good question. Uh, Lack of sleep. That's really? a low. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a large low. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the job is incredibly high highs and incredibly low lows. Um, mm. It's like, I suppose you have to, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're experiencing like this, standing out in front of a crowd of 30,000 people, they're all screaming and shouting. And um, that's that's an insane experience. You get such an incredible adrenaline buzz off it. But then then you, uh, you'd be touring for like two two weeks or a month or two months maybe. And then you come back and suddenly you're landed straight back into your farmhouse in the middle of Tipperary. You're like, Jesus, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so that that can be that can be a little bit of a shock to the system and a little low as well sometimes for a day or two. But then you settle back into it again and you're like, right, home back. Um, but yeah, it kind of it. I there's a lot of uh, well, there's no structure to what we're doing. Like there's no like you don't you don't go to school, start nine o'clock in the morning, get home five o'clock, go training on Wednesdays and Fridays. It's more like uh, suddenly you're in Donegal for three days. Suddenly you're gone over to London for a few days. Then you're back home and you've got to write some tunes, and then you're gone again touring for two weeks and you're back home and it's all over the place so some, sometimes it's a bit tough but I mean it also is the greatest job in the world mm. it is the greatest job um, do you um, have any new music coming up on the way? <laughs> top top secret, top secret. Uh, when does this podcast go on? yeah <laughs> um, yeah when is go on when is the podcast out? Um, next week. Is that next week? Oh, okay. We might we might have a certain something. Um very soon after very, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But very soon after this, we might have something that people seem to be uh vibing with at the moment. They seem to be asking for it. So and um, we also can tell you that what it would already, already be out by the time this podcast is out, but we have a live EP that was filmed or it was recorded on the farm. And that's out on Friday. Uh, so we have that. And like lads, we're constantly, we're in the studio tomorrow recording a lot of tracks. Um, so yeah, lots of new music. 
Um, has your day-to-day life changed much since um, starting the band? Uh, sorry, you broke up slightly there. Day-to-day life. Day-to-day. Has, has your day-to-day life changed much since starting the band? Yeah, yeah, I'd say. It. Entirely. Yeah. In fact, my day-to-day life used to be work eight to four and then go training and go home. And now... um. Now, now, what do I do? We're in, Dun- we're in studio in Donegal at the moment. We'll be probably rehearsing for gig on the 9th of December next week. And we're over to London after that. Uh, some days I do nothing. Um, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ent- I'd say entirely. I'd say we're all the same yeah. boat. Like we used to work engineering jobs there for a few months. And then we just completely left them. And we just do music. Yeah. Uh, where do you hope to be? Uh, in five years' time, <laughs> uh, I was in five years' time, like a lot. We've we found it actually. It was last night we were talking about it. Um, yeah. Magoo said that it'll be three days ago now. Three. three days, three days ago, a year ago, Magoo left his job. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, and kind of we were all leaving jobs around the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in to say in twelve months everything that's happened, like in five years, like we would love to say that it would be like, pack. Yeah, we want we want to be ambitious or whatever, mm. like ambition high, expectation low, kind of thing. So we would love to say that we'd be doing like tours around the world, being able to do this professionally for the rest of our lives, and be able to make music with like three of us from college, just having a bit of a laugh together. Like if we could make that work, that would be yeah that would be amazing so in five years if we were a- able to continue this and, and make more tracks and have a bit of a laugh and see what we could do that and um, what would be your dream venue to perform in the future we say we say we say red rocks which is like the amphitheater it's like a place in america it's built into like a, a side of a mountain basically and it's a couple of thousand cap and it's famous for like folk rock kind of stuff. Like I know Mumford play there and Zach Bryan and Noah Can and a few of those lads they're all playing there at the moment. So we say that, but like I'm just thinking when you just said Crow Park there, like Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine that. That's like, oh my god. Like we don't we haven't actually given that answer, but like we have it we have a song called uh Shot in the Dark that we do in, in like the crowd kind of a thing and with the lights and that kind of stuff. Um but there's a line in that it's like a, a, a day in the park and it's like when we were writing it it was like we were writing because we were quitting the jobs and we were giving this thing a crack or whatever and we I, I like i did in my head have that little moment where it was like imagine if we could do that like <laughs> so maybe maybe crow park i guess Good. um kingfisher thank you so much for coming on to the podcast it has been brilliant speaking to you there is one last question. Is there any advice that you would give to someone hoping to pursue a career in the music industry? Like, fucking go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, can we? Uh, that's supposed to, that's supposed to be cursing. I'm so sorry, uh, Miss Bradshaw. Very sorry. Uh, but uh, the advice we give, uh, like, I think, I think creatively or with anything like, um, with anything you want to pursue, like the worst that can happen is it doesn't work out. Um, but at least you'll know, like, 
I think had we we were kind of on the verge, like coming out of college, it was like we're kind of late bloomers um, for coming to the music scene, and there's lots of people that are in it and have been doing it since like for years and years. And we kind of stepped in, and we were very fortunate with the way it's happened for us so far. But um, at least you'll know, like if you don't try it, whatever that may be, whether it's movies or whether it's any, anything for any pursuit or any crazy idea you have, miss starting a business or anything. If you don't do it, you regret it for the rest of your life because you won't know. So I think you should be more afraid of growing up with regrets than failures, if you get me. Like, I don't like no, no one ever cares about the things they fail to do or whatever. It's more, it's more that you actually had enough guts to actually try something. And like, even if it doesn't work out, who cares? Like, even if people are laughing at you or whatever, like be basically just that, just go for it. Like, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Sam, come on, lads. Thanks, come on, lads. Thanks a million, lads. What a great podcast. Thanks very much to King Fisher for coming on today. Stay tuned for episode two coming soon.